Chapter Eight of Timothy Crump's Ward by Horatio Alger. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Eight: A Strange Visitor. It was about eleven o'clock in the forenoon. Mrs. Crump was in the kitchen, busy in preparations for dinner, when a loud knock was heard at the door. "'Who can it be?' ejaculated Mrs. Crump. "'Aunt Rachel, there's somebody at the door. Won't you be kind enough to see who it is?' "'People have no business to call at such an hour in the morning,' grumbled Aunt Rachel, as she laid down her knitting reluctantly and rose from her seat. "'Nobody seems to have any consideration for anybody else.' but that's the way of the world opening the outer door she saw before her a tall woman dressed in a gown of some dark stuff with marked and not altogether pleasant features are you the lady of the house inquired the visitor there ain't any ladies in this house said rachel you've come to the wrong place we have to work for a living here the woman of the house then it doesn't make any difference about names are you the one i want to see no i ain't said rachel shortly will you lead me to your mistress then i have none the visitor's eyes flashed as if her temper was easily roused i want to see mrs crump she said impatiently will you call her or shall i go and announce myself some folks are mighty impatient muttered rachel stay here and i'll call her to the door in a short time mrs crump presented herself won't you come in she asked pleasantly i don't care if i do was the reply i wish to speak to you on important business mrs crump whose interest was excited led the way into the sitting-room you have in your family said the stranger after seating herself a girl named ida mrs crump looked up suddenly and anxiously could it be that the secret of ida's birth was to be revealed at last yes she said who is not your child but whom i love as much whom i have always taught to look upon me as a mother i presume so it is of her that i wish to speak to you do you know anything of her parentage inquired mrs crump eagerly i was her nurse said the other quietly mrs crump examined anxiously the hard features of the woman it was a relief at least to know though she could hardly have believed that there was no tie of blood between her and ida who were her parents i am not permitted to tell was the reply mrs crump looked disappointed surely she said with a sudden sinking of heart you have not come to take her away this letter will explain my object in visiting you said the woman drawing a sealed envelope from a bag which she carried on her arm the cooper's wife nervously broke open the letter and read as follows mrs crump eight years ago last new year's night a child was left on your doorsteps with a note containing a request that you would care for it kindly as your own money was sent at the same time to defray the expenses of such care the writer of this note is the mother of the child ida there is no need to say here why i sent the child away from me you will easily understand that only the most imperative circumstances would have led me to such a step 
those circumstances still prevent me from reclaiming the child and i am content still to leave ida in your charge yet there is one thing of which i am desirous you will understand a mother's desire to see face to face the child who belongs of right to her with this view i have come to this neighborhood i will not say where for concealment is necessary to me i send this note by a trustworthy attendant mrs hardwick my little ida's nurse in her infancy who will conduct ida to me and return her again to you ida is not to know whom she is visiting no doubt she believes you her mother and it is well tell her only that it is a lady who takes an interest in her and that will satisfy her childish curiosity i make this request as ida's mother mrs crump read this letter with mingled feelings pity for the writer a vague curiosity in regard to the mysterious circumstances which had compelled her to resort to such a step a half feeling of jealousy that there should be one who had a claim to her dear adopted daughter superior to her own and a strong feeling of relief at the assurance that ida was not to be permanently removed all these feelings affected the cooper's wife so you were ida's nurse she said gently yes ma'am said the stranger i hope the dear child is well perfectly well how much her mother must have suffered from the separation indeed you may say so ma'am it came near to break her heart so it must said sympathizing mrs crump there is one thing i would like to ask she continued hesitating and reddening don't answer it unless you please was is ida the child of shame she is not answered the nurse mrs crump looked relieved it removed a thought from her mind which now and then intrude though it had never for an instant lessened her affection for the child at this point in the conversation the cooper entered the house he had just come home on an errand it is my husband said mrs crump turning to her visitor by way of explanation timothy will you come in a moment mr crump regarded his wife's visitor with some surprise his wife hastened to introduce her as mrs hardwick ida's nurse and handed the astonished cooper the letter which the latter had brought with her he was not a rapid reader and it took him some time to get through the letter he laid it down on his knee and looked thoughtful the nurse regarded him with a slight uneasiness this is indeed unexpected he said at last it is a new development in ida's history may i ask mrs hardwick if you have any further proof i want to be prudent with the child that i love as my own if you have any further proof that you are what you claim to be i judged that this letter would be sufficient said the nurse moving a little in her chair true but how can we be sure that the writer is ida's mother the tone of the letter sir would anybody else write like that then you have read the letter said the cooper quickly it was read to me before i set out by by ida's mother i do not blame you for your caution she continued 
you must be so interested in the happiness of the dear child of whom you have taken such excellent care i don't mind telling you that i was the one who left her at your door eight years ago and that i never left the neighborhood until i found that you had taken her in and it was this that enabled you to find the house to-day you forget said the nurse that you were not here living in this house but in another some roads off on the left side of the street you are right said the cooper i am disposed to believe in the genuineness of your claim you must pardon my testing you in such a manner but i was not willing to yield up ida even for a little time without feeling confident of the hand she was falling into you are right said the nurse i don't blame you in the least i shall report it to ida's mother as proof of your attachment to your child when do you wish ida to go with you asked mrs crump can you let her go this afternoon why said mrs crump hesitating i should like to have a chance to wash out some clothes for her i want her to appear as neat as possible when she meets her mother the nurse hesitated i do not wish to hurry you if you will let me know when she will be ready i will call for her i think i can get her ready early tomorrow morning that will answer excellently i will call for her then the nurse rose and gathered her shawl about her where are you going mrs hardwick asked the cooper's wife to a hotel was the reply we cannot allow that said mrs crump kindly it is a pity if we cannot accommodate ida's old nurse for one night or ten times as long for that matter my wife is quite right said the cooper we must insist upon your stopping with us the nurse hesitated and looked irresolute it was plain she would have preferred to be elsewhere but a remark which mrs crump made decided her to accept the invitation it was this you know mrs hardwick if ida is to go with you she ought to have a little chance to get acquainted with you before you go i will accept your kind invitation she said but i am afraid i shall be in your way not in the least it will be a pleasure to us to have you here if you will excuse me now i will go out and attend my dinner which i am afraid is getting behindhand left to herself the nurse behaved in a manner which might be regarded as singular she rose from her seat and approached the mirror she took a full survey of herself as she stood there and laughed a short hard laugh then she made a formal curtsey to her own reflection saying how do you do mrs hardwick did you speak asked the cooper who was passing through the entry on his way out no said the nurse a little awkwardly I believe i said something to myself it's of no consequence somehow thought the cooper i don't fancy the woman's looks but i dare say i am prejudiced we're all of us as god made us while mrs crump was making preparations for the noonday meal she imparted to rachel the astonishing information which has already been detailed to the reader i don't believe a word of it said rachel resolutely she's an impostor i knew she was from the very first moment i set eyes on her this remark was so characteristic of rachel that mrs crump did not attach any special importance to it 
rachel of course had no grounds for the opinion she so confidently expressed it was consistent however with her general estimate of human nature what object could she have in inventing such a story what object hundreds of em said rachel rather indefinitely mark my words if you let her carry off ida it'll be the last you'll ever see of her try to look on the bright side rachel nothing is more natural than that her mother should want to see her why couldn't she come herself muttered rachel the letter explains i don't see that it does it says that the same reasons exist for concealment as ever and what are they i should like to know i don't like mysteries for my part we won't quarrel with them at any rate since they enable us to keep ida with us aunt rachel shook her head as if she were far from satisfied i don't know said mrs crump but i ought to invite mrs hardwick in here i have left her alone in the front room i don't want to see her said aunt rachel then changing her mind suddenly yes you may bring her in i'll find out whether she is an impostor or not mrs crump returned with the nurse mrs hardwick said she this is my sister miss rachel crump i am glad to make your acquaintance ma'am said the nurse aunt rachel i will leave you to entertain mrs hardwick said mrs crump i am obliged to be in the kitchen rachel and the nurse eyed each other with mutual dislike i hope you don't expect me to entertain you said rachel i never expect to entertain anybody again this is a world of trial and tribulation and i've had my share so you've come after i'd i hear with a sudden change of subject at her mother's request said the nurse she wants to see her then yes ma'am i wonder she didn't think of it before said aunt rachel sharply she's good at waiting she's waited eight years there are circumstances that cannot be explained commenced the nurse no i dare say not said rachel dryly so you were her nurse yes ma'am said mrs hardwick who evidently did not relish this cross-examination have you lived with the mother ever since no uh, yes stammered the nurse some of the time she added recovering herself hm grunted rachel darting a sharp glance at her have you a husband living inquired rachel after a pause yes said mrs hardwick have you i repeated aunt rachel scornfully no neither living nor dead i'm thankful to say i never married i've had trials enough without that does ida's mother live in the city i can't tell you said the nurse hm i don't like mystery it isn't my mystery said the nurse if you have any objection to make against it you must make it to ida's mother the two were not likely to get along very amicably neither was gifted with the best of tempers and perhaps it was as well that there should have been an interruption as there was End of chapter eight